Hello, you wonderful people. My name is Gubby. And I'm Bryant. And this is the long-anticipated podcast, Deliberate Distractions. We basically just wanted to sit down today and pull out an episode zero so you can get to know us and get to know a little bit about why we wanted to create this podcast and kind of what the content of this podcast is going to be like. First off, we figured we would just dive in and start by introducing ourselves. My name is Justin Johnson. Um, I am from a small town in Wyoming called Star Valley, Wyoming. My favorite dinosaur, <laughs> I, I love this question. It's one of my favorite questions. Um, I feel like my favorite dinosaur would probably have to be a Triceratops. Ooh, I think Triceratops are cool pick. because they are massive and they got those three horns. That they can just gorge literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I feel like they're underrated too. I mean, you just, you don't want to fight a Triceratops. And then uh, I am studying communications uh, with an emphasis in conflict resolution here at Utah State University. We are based out of Logan. We're both, Bryant and I actually are our roommates here at Utah State. So I'll let him introduce himself. Yes. And may I just throw it in there? Gubby is the man. So this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. But me, I'm Bryant Ellis. I, uh, I grew up right here in Logan, Utah. Uh, my favorite dinosaur, according to a National Geographic kids dinosaur questionnaire and survey, <laughs> is a velociraptor. So that's what's up. Uh, and then I'm also studying communication studies here at Utah State, and it has become my life. I eat, breathe, sleep communications. Oh my goodness, I just can't get enough. So it's super fun, and I really enjoy it. And I'm enjoying being here. This is an opportunity to practice those communication skills so this is fun so you're you're graduating soon correct truth yes i'm entering my senior year right now yeah. Jeez, <laughs> that makes me feel like that's forever away because <laughs> i definitely am not a senior in college right now i uh yeah i am what a sophomore i think is what i'm credit wise but this is like my third year in college so we're still just trying to find out how college works you're killing it that's what it is uh, I think next we, we're just going to kind of tell the story of Bryant <laughs> Ellis and Gubby Johnson meeting. Um, I, I made a comment in the beginning that this is the long anticipated podcast for deliberate distractions. And, uh, <laughs> for Bryant and I, this is a little bit longly anticipated. Um, we met, well, we both, uh, have the same religion. Um, we are both members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we elected to serve missions, um, which is something our church does when they ask if you'd like to go dedicate two years to teaching people about what we believe and trying to bring, bring people closer to Jesus Christ. Um, and so we both elected to serve missions, and we were both assigned to San Diego, California. Woot, woot. <laughs> the best mission in the world. <laughs> so we both got shipped out to San Diego for two years. And while we were there, Bryant and I met. Um... <laughs> My first memory of Bryant Ellis, <laughs> which is horrible, but um, missionaries get together every so often to have giant meetings to just kind of talk about the, the progression of those we're teaching or things like that. And one meeting we were at, uh, Bryant was, was with a new missionary, um, and he was just making sure that a new missionary understood the rules, I think. And so Bryant... Uh, he, he corrected someone on a rule, which they were breaking. They were completely in the wrong and Bryant was in the right. <laughs> but I, uh, 
I looked at Bryant and I went, Bryant, you just broke a rule in correcting this other elder. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that then created a long stemming hatred. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, friendship between Brian and I, in which we kind of mutually avoided each other, I feel like, the rest of the time while we were in San Diego. Um, luckily, we were assigned to two different areas, so we never really got to cross paths too much. But I feel like he definitely, after that moment, realized that I was not one he wanted to be around too often. Which I'm sure he'd say the exact opposite of, but it's the truth. He didn't like me. Yeah, it's so funny whenever I hear Gubby tell this to people, like friends or whatever that we've come in contact with, because I have like no memory of that at all. I don't remember him calling me out or anything, And but it is kind of funny because, yeah, we were totally on the opposite sides of the mission, so we like never really saw each other after that. So I can totally see why he'd be like, oh, that man hates me. So I just have to <laughs> laugh whenever I hear him say it because it's like, yeah, I can see why you'd say that. It's It's pretty good. Yeah, so flash forward to the end of our mission time. Uh, we both, ke- well, he went home before I did, and then that's hence him being a little bit older in the college years than I am. But we both came home from our mission in San Diego, and we both elected to go to Utah State, not knowing that we both had elected to go to Utah State. Um, so we come home, and at Utah State, there's an interesting course they encourage all freshmen to take. It's called USU 1010 Connections. Um, it's basically... a how to not do college stupid course <laughs> to, to, to make all the freshmen develop friends and to learn time management and just skills that you need to continue on in college. Um, Bryant, I believe you took it your freshman year, correct? Yeah, I did. I took it my freshman year and then I loved it so much that I actually came back as like, because you have the professor and then essentially they're the TA, but they don't call them a TA, they're your peer mentor. So I signed up to do that, I think it was like two years after I took it or something like that, a year after I took it. And that just happened to be, the class he signed up for happened to be the class that I was in. And so we started emailing, well he was sending out emails reminding us of start dates and things like that, things we needed to do. And uh, I remember getting an email and being like, Bryant Ellis, timeout. I know one person named Bryant and he didn't like me. So immediately... I jump on Facebook and I type in the name Bryant Ellis and sure enough, this man's ugly mug pops up in my search feed and I go, oh no, I'm going to drop out of this stupid class. But I did not drop out of the class. I took it and it was probably the best class in the world and somehow Bryant and I developed a friendship that is... is Unique, but also one of my all-time favorite friendships. Not going to lie. Yeah. I'm getting sentimental here, but I do enjoy Bryant. Um, and then we we joined some similar clubs while we were my freshman year and his what, junior year. Mm-hmm. And from there, we just talked about always doing a podcast because we're both people people. We like to talk. <laughs> <True>. uh, <laughs> and so that is why this is the long anticipated. It's been talked for almost two years now, I oh, feel like. Yeah. Of, of actually Long sitting time. down and doing this podcast. And here we are. Yeah, and it's been, it's been like, it almost sounds cliche, I know, to call it like a journey. But in a weird way, it does kind of feel like everything we were like, hey, we need to do this podcast. And then, oh, it was, it just nothing worked out. And it's like, what in the world? And then when I reached out to Gubby and I was like, hey, there's an opening in my apartment. I think you should move in. And he was like, okay, down, let's do this. And... So then we got talking there, and 
he presented this idea of what the podcast would look like and how it would be structured. And I was like, heck yeah, like this needs to happen. We need to do this. And so today as we go through, we're actually going to do a little bit of like a demo of what we feel like the podcast will look like and how it'll set up. And we hope that more than anything, like as you guys are listening to us, there's a reason we call it deliberate distractions. We want you to get a little distracted with us. Whatever life is throwing at you right now, which more often than not is sometimes too much to handle, you can just take a step back, get a little distracted. The questions that we'll ask, we're talking amongst ourselves, but please join the conversation. Answer them yourself on your end and and just take a minute to get distracted. Enjoy life. Exactly. That's really, uh, when I proposed this to Bryant, uh, it was specifically just to give you a time to check out from reality. Uh, Bryant and I have this innate ability to (laughs) sit down and lose three hours quite easily to just talking about anything and everything. Um, And so I, I really wanted to do a podcast with specifically Bryant to go ahead and just give you a break from reality. And I hope, like you said, you do take that opportunity to join the conversation here. Um, maybe you are talking to yourself. Maybe you're at work listening to these. Like I do at work. I listen to podcasts all the time. Take the opportunity to pause the podcast when we ask a question or have a conversation and turn to that coworker you're not necessarily too fond of working with <laughs> and take the opportunity to try to develop a relationship. Ask them the questions. Um, or just have a conversation with them. Share your viewpoints. Learn about each other. Totally. That's a big point of, of why I wanted to do this too is because I feel like we all have different experiences and perspectives on life. And I feel like, you know, God would not give us these different experiences if it wasn't to share and to learn together. And I truly hope that that's what this becomes is this is a, a time to get distracted, but also a time to enlighten yourself on someone else's perspective. Um, and that's very difficult to do if, if perspectives tend to cross paths or you don't believe the same thing. And that's what I hope this podcast can help us do is to just become better people and take a moment just to get distracted. So without further ado, let's get distracted. Uh, all right. So Bright and I both sat down and came up with a couple of questions that we wanted to ask each other to just kind of start the conversation going. We're both going to take the opportunity to answer all these questions so that you, the listener, can get to know us better. But uh, Brian came up with two. I came up with two. And then on Google, we found this random list of 100 get-to-know-you questions. And Brian had this genius idea of what if we just randomly number generate questions. So we have a, a random number generator pulled up. And once we answer these first few questions, we're going to randomly generate questions and uh, find the correlating number on the list and then answer it. So hopefully we get uh, the luck here and have some good questions answered. But first off, we have our own personal questions. So question number one for you, Bryant. This is my all-time favorite question to ask people. And this is one listener I would suggest that you stop after ask, this has been asked and ask those around you or think to yourself because... You can learn a lot about someone, in my opinion, based on their music taste. So, Bryant, if you were to open your music app of choice right now, which minus Spotify, it could be Apple Music, Pandora, whatever, mm-hmm. what song would you play right now? Oh, hands down, Fairy Tale by Livingston. And this is actually kind of funny because I found this song like, I don't know, it was three months ago or something like that. And 
I was just sitting here minding my own business in my apartment and Gubby out of nowhere started playing this song and I lost my mind. <laughs> and so it was just kind of funny because we connected over that one a little bit there. But I, I probably listened to that song like 15 times in the last three or four days. It is just a serious, like, I don't know, Livingston, there's not a man who's more vulnerable behind a mic, I don't think. Like, he is just so real and authentic. And that song also just hits a different chord. It talks a lot about Pixar and different <laughs> movies from when I was a kid. So it's just like, dang, this is a good song. So, 10 out of 10 recommend. Fairy Tale by Livingston. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can get this popular enough that Livingston will hear that and like endorse <laughs> us or something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, oh, for real. When he says that Livingston is vulnerable behind a microphone, like, my favorite line from that fairy tale song is, it's something like, uh, this isn't Andy's room, This aren't these aren't the toys that I grew up with, and that line just hits home, because yeah. growing up, you know, all I would watch is, is Toy Story, and then you really get to life, and it kind of kicks you in the stomach, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this isn't the toys I grew up with, this is real life, I have to pay bills and be a functioning adult. Ah, but I am going to take the opportunity to answer this question now. Um, if I were to open Spotify and listen to any song right now, it would probably have to be Does To Me by Luke Combs, which Ooh. Bryant is not a country music fan, <laughs> and he's had to pony up and listen to my country <laughs> music with me. But Does To Me by, by Luke Combs, for some reason, that song just strikes a chord because... I feel like he just kind of describes the type of person I would like to be. Mm. Uh, and, and I just That's thoroughly cool. enjoy the lyricism of Luke Combs, too. That guy can just write music. Booyah. I like it. I like it. All right, this first question. You've noticed that I've called Justin Gubby multiple times, so I wanted to ask this question, A, so that we can hear from it, but I also just love hearing Gubby explain his nickname. So, question one for me. Do you have a nickname? And if so, what is it and where did it come from? I do have a nickname. <laughs> my my birth name, the name on my birth certificate is Justin Johnson. But growing up, I come from a very small provincial town in the state of Wyoming. And everyone knew me by Gubby. Um, <laughs> like... I, I mean, everyone. I would be working. I had a, a grocery store job being a checkout clerk for a little bit. And random people that I had never met before would come up to my line and be like, Yo, Gubby, how are you? And start like unloading their groceries. And I was like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I have no idea who you are, but I'm going to be like, Yo, I'm so good. Life's good. <laughs> but uh, the, the story of Gubby... And I really wish there was a cooler, more fascinating story, but really there is nothing. Um, I, uh, I've been told by my mother that when we were little kids, my grandparents lived in Pennsylvania or someplace in the East Coast. And we went over there to visit them one time. And my parents went to a Build-A-Bear and we made bears. Oh, no way. And on the bear, um, there was like a, a t-shirt that I put on my bear that had a, a sunrise and it had the word Gubby. And so I always thought that Gubby came from that Build-A-Bear. Because that was my first you know, memory of Gubby. But it turns out that Gubby simply comes from because my mom used to call me Gus. And when I was a little kid, I couldn't say Gus. <laughs> and it morphed into Gub. 
because I couldn't say an S, and it slowly became Gubby, and then it literally just stuck from there. And there is a greatly hot debate from where I'm from of who originally heard my mom call me Gubby and started calling me Gubby in school, but really there's there's not a cool story. It's just because I was a lame little kid who couldn't say Gus, and it slowly morphed into Gubby. And one thing led to another, and I graduated walking across the stage to Justin Gubby Johnson. So there's the wonderful story. That is insane. See, I'm so glad I asked that question. Now, I had no idea about that Build-A-Bear story. That's pretty legit. That's super cool. All right, Brian, do you have a nickname? And if so, where did it come from and what is it? Ooh, um, I don't. My entire life, I've just been Bryant. In high school for a little stint there, I was called B. Ellis, just the first letter of my name and my last name. Um, and that I guess that kind of stuck a little bit. Like if you were to walk around high school and say B. Ellis, I think most people knew who you were talking about. But it was only for like two years in high school. So unfortunately, no, no like cool story there. Just B. Ellis. He's lying. I gave him a nickname this morning. <laughs> That's right. We were talking about this. I forgot about that. All yes. Right. Grace yes. them with my new nickname. His new nickname is Kink. <laughs> K-I-N-K. <laughs> and the story behind that is, I don't know if anyone listening has ever watched Glee, but on Glee there's a character. Her name is Santana. She's just this, like, take it as it is, amazing character that is just so funny to be around but one of her catchphrases is she always goes mmm wanky to literally everything like they'll just be talking and she'll be like wanky or wanky (laughs) just like random stuff and so I watched Glee I watched Glee a lot and uh, (laughs) I started saying wanky and then I thought like oh no I'm just stealing it from Santana I gotta be original so (laughs) Contrary to what everyone enjoys around me, I, for years, have found myself randomly saying kinky to, like, everything. (laughs) So true. Literally everything. It could have absolutely no connection to anything, and I'd just be like, oh, kinky. And everyone just looks at me with this look of disgust. So true. Finally, the people around me, it's caught on. It's slowly caught on over the time. But my coworkers have officially started to say kinky. (laughs) And my one of our roommates, Zach, the other roommate who's not here, he has started to say kinky. And slowly but surely, as much as Bryant will not admit it, I have found him catching himself about to say kinky. So I know it's on the verge of coming, but he hasn't said it yet. I, you know, I, I have nothing to say to this. I, uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to leave that kind of where it's at. I don't enjoy kinky. But yes, I will admit, several times it has popped in my head. It, it's just one of those, <laughs> by association, you're going to yep, say it. It's happening. And now his nickname is officially Kink. Yeah. I'm going to call him Kink now. It's not going to stick, but for purposes <laughs> of this podcast, his nickname is Kink. Okay, my second question for you. Uh, ooh, this one, I feel, can be very important, so answer carefully for those wonderful women listening to you. Oh, brother. But, question number two, do you have a life motto that you live your life by? Like, words of advice you were given, anything like that. Uh, If so, what is it? Dang, Gubby. This is a good one. This is a good question. Uh, I have, like, you know what? I have three, but I'll narrow it down to one. And 
the the big one that I've kind of told a lot of people that I live my life by is I will try anything once <laughs> unless it violates my morals or values. Then I then I kind of draw a line there. But that <laughs> that has gotten me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> But at the same time, they are some of my best memories and some of the moments where I've learned the most, and I wouldn't change them for anything. So if I had to say, like, one life motto, it's definitely try everything once. But, I, I mean, you can throw on the cab- whatever caveat you want, but my caveat, like I said, unless it violates morals or values that you hold dear. How about you, Gubby? What, uh, what's a life motto, you, life motto you live by? What is it? I would have to say... Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a life motto, but I feel like it's the best words of advice I was ever given. Mm. Um, I was back in San Diego, and I was in the household of a very wealthy individual. Um, And he had a very beautiful house. It was in a gated community. We had to get permission from security to even drive back to his house. Oh, wow. But he he sat us down. It was me and uh, a companion of mine. And... He made the comment that although he was very wealthy, he fully believed money is only good for the good money can do. And it kind of struck me with like, whoa, this guy's probably a multimillionaire, if not more than that, mm. sitting on his leather sofa with his three Teslas in his driveway and the massive <laughs> chandelier hanging above us. And he's like, yeah, all of this is nice, but really, however you spend your money better be for the good of someone else as well. And it, it kind of just struck me is that's that's a word of advice that I would give everyone is that money is only good for the good money can do because it's the truth. I have also seen in my life money destroy relationships and greed just make a good person go bad just because they come into some form of sum of money. And it's just you got to be careful with stuff like that, I feel like. That is powerful. Oh, no, I, I got to sit and ruminate on that for a little bit there, Gubby. That was good. I enjoyed that. All right, my second question for you. Gubby, this is a, as Gubby said with his first question, he has his favorite question of asking about music. This is my favorite question to ask anybody. And that is, what makes you tick? Or, in other words, what makes you get out of bed every morning? Oh, that is a deep question. (laughs) One that, uh, I don't know. I I was aware of these questions before uh, we started recording. And... This one still is one of those questions that, like, my gears in my head are still turning <laughs> trying to find a decent answer. Yeah. So this is going to be a definitely on-the-fly answer. But um, I would have to say that what gets me out of bed in the morning is a drive and desire to be there for someone today. Um, to be the best person I can be so that I can help other people. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy people. Um, I like meeting new people. I love the people in my lives. I like trying to get to know people, not on the surface level, but the actual depth of someone and really who they are and what makes them tick. Uh, And I would say that's probably what gets me out of bed in the morning is the ability I know that when I go to work today, I can sit down and have a conversation with a coworker and really get to know them, their life story, their life experiences, and then maybe it can connect with something I've experienced and I can be able to share that portion of my soul and myself with them to help them get through or overcome whatever they're going through. That's a really long roundabout way of saying that probably people get me out of bed in the morning and people make me tick because I just truly love people 
on a deep level. And if I can throw in real quick, if you ever get to meet Gubby, that is so apparent in just every conversation he has. So, oh, loving it. What a guy. What a guy. Back at you, Bryant. What makes you tick or what gets Ooh. you out of bed in the morning? You know, I, I find a lot of that same type of philosophy, but I'll also throw on there, like, I love people. I love communication, as I've already stated. It is so much of my life. And something that really drives me is I love serving people. Because I feel like when I serve people, I get to see some of that deeper side of them and, and just get to experience that. And so what kind of gets me out of the bed every every morning and makes me tick is being a better person tomorrow than I am today. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very religious. It's already been stated. For me, that is deeply rooted in a faith in, in God and in Jesus Christ. For you, I don't know what that looks like. You know, you can, if that's the universe or just a good cause, whatever it is, I say run with it. You know, for me, it's just, it's just that fact of, I really want to be better in 30 seconds than I am right now. And if I kind of have that mindset of progression and, and really just trying to be best I can, I know it won't always happen. And I'm, I've come to peace with that, but just, having that mindset has really, really helped me in life. And it makes me tick. Keeps me going. I also have to make an observation right here. Uh, <laughs> Bryant and I, like I said, have a lot of conversations. A lot of conversations. Especially deep conversations. And one of the things that... It's 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 interesting to see the dynamic has changed from two years ago when Bryant and I became actual friends off, off the returning from our missions for our church. Um, and, uh, now because two years ago, you know, okay. So we serve missions, right? We, we are technically called returned missionaries for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, uh, for a long time, I don't know why, but I wouldn't tell people that I was a returned missionary because I just felt like I got put in this box that I didn't want to be in. And uh, it wasn't until a conversation with Bryant where he was like, yo, you need to just accept that you served a mission and be proud of it. And then he was he was always more of the vocal, like, religious person. And then to sit here and hear him just break down and go, it's okay if you're not a member of our church or you have different belief systems. It's totally fine. That is in a textbook example of, I feel the progression that he was just talking about mm. and how he is trying to be a better person because I feel like, and I'm, I don't mean to call him out or anything, no, yeah, but he has definitely widened his perspective in that specific sub like subject that it's absolutely awe inspiring. This man is definitely someone that everyone should get to meet <laughs> and everyone should try to emulate because uh. He literally will try to reach the masses and love everyone and just be a, the best person he can be. And that inspires everyone around him to be the best person he can be. It's true. You're too kind. Thank you. That was an extremely kind sentiment. What a guy. Good, because that was uh, not very well delivered. No. Intentions were pure, actions oh, were not. No. It was great. It was great. Thank you. Okay. And so now we wanted to give you, the listener, a little taste of ad-lib conversation because up yep. until this point we have a google document pulled up on my monitor right here that has almost everything we've just talked about written out yep. but now brian's wonderful idea of 
randomizing numbers and asking questions terrifies me. <laughs> but I am actually really excited to give this a shot. So here on my phone, I pulled up a random number generator. Brian can see it. Oh, I've got it. We so will. just to, a witness of two to show <laughs> yes. that this is actually random. Got it. And I'm going to hit generate. And Ooh. it pulls up question number 13. Why does it have to be the unlucky number first? Oh, that's true. Maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> okay. So Oof. question number 13 on this 100 get to know you questions <laughs> is... What makes you laugh? <laughs> and we're both cracking up because before we sat down to record this, we made sure this list was appropriate yeah. and something that we could feel we could generate randomly and feel like we could have a decent conversation about. Yeah. In doing so, <laughs> one of the questions we looked at was question number 13. 13. What makes you laugh? <laughs> and I hope that he shares his answer he shared before this, because I'm going to share my answer that I shared before this. And what makes me laugh the most is probably inappropriate jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that joke that, you know, like, like we already talked about. My favorite go-to term for literally anything is kinky. <laughs> and if you Google kinky, it's not the best word to say to apply to every situation. True. But true. something about that <laughs> literally makes me laugh so hard every time. Or like, okay, once again, I'm sorry. If my mom's listening to this, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> but that's what she said jokes. Oh my gosh. My senior year in high school... I must have said that's what she said so much that it was like the number one word in my vocabulary. My best friend, Rachel, she crocheted or cross-knitted me a little picture that was the quote, that's what, oh my gosh. from she, and gave it to me for Christmas. Like, I literally uh, said that so much. And I just think inappropriate jokes, timed at the right time, are so flippin' funny. So that's what makes me laugh the most. This this is so funny that of course we landed on thirteen. Like and I promise you it was generated. This was no Oh man. No no like rigging of the system here. What what makes me laugh the most is like quick witted, wholesome humor. Now you can hear Gubby laughing in the background. Because and, and this is what we were talking about earlier. We don't know why we're friends. And, like, I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> Ouch. Because we are, like, oil and water. We are so different. But maybe, I guess, it's where the uh, age-old saying opposites attract come in. But in a lot of ways, Gubby and I are so different that it's kind of like, how are we friends? You know, you, you just kind of sit, and we had that moment this morning around question 13, so it was kind of funny. But definitely for me, it's like, those prank videos or fail videos that you'll see on Facebook, like just kind of more of that wholesome or I love quick witted humor. Um, it's, I don't know. I just find it hilarious and I, I crack up pretty hard. It makes me laugh pretty good, <laughs> but I'm getting to him. Yeah. I'm getting true. to him and that's he started true. to laugh at inappropriate jokes. It just, I, I should probably be more careful because he does like the clean humor. But <laughs> it's a trade-off going both ways. I definitely cleaned up my humor a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. 
And he, he has. has definitely laughs at my jokes, which makes me feel good as a person. <laughs> uh, what are the chances? I just can't believe 13 one. came yeah. up. All right, we're random generating again. 25. Oh. Ooh. You went first last time. I can take okay, this one, perfect. right? Okay, perfect. I got to think. Who is your favorite author? Um, for me, hands down, zero hesitation, C.S. Lewis. He is my guy. Uh, and, you know, actually, it's kind of interesting that Gubby mentioned this. I have done a lot of work in trying to to see religion and people's belief systems in a much broader view than what I, I held it before. And I can accredit a lot of that work that was done to C.S. Lewis. His book, Mere Christianity, oh, it just... It, it really helped me. I don't know how else to word it. It helped me kind of see that there are so many different viewpoints out there. And I have the opportunity to be humble and to listen to others and, and hear what, what they have to say. So for me, it's C.S. Lewis. I've read some of his other stuff as well. Um, I've read bits and pieces of screw tape letters. Aren't, haven't finished that one yet. Uh, another quick one I'll throw out there just because I think everyone should read it. I'm currently reading The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Oh, good book. That's a, that's a really good one. But, yeah, definitely C.S. Lewis is a favorite. Absolutely. How about you, Gubby? Who's your favorite author? Well, uh, my mother happens to be a high school English teacher. Oh, boom. <laughs> go Robin. So, yeah, go Robin. Shout out Robin for making me read horrible books at too young of an age. <laughs> but I, I honestly could say literally, like, any of the OG authors that you get taught, like Mary Shelley, Mark Twain, Jane Austen, William Shakespeare, um, just anyone like that that has written you know, a book that's famous like To Kill a Mockingbird or books like that, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy reading, just the classic literature. Yeah. But on top of that, I like to read people's autobiographies and biographies. So there's not necessarily a specific author because obviously, you know, like Phil Knight wrote his book Shoe Dogs. And that's the book I'm currently reading. Well, Phil Knight is the founder of the company Nike. Uh, so it, it kind of varies. I don't necessarily say I have one favorite author just because I like to learn. And I feel like the best way I can learn is by going and reading about everyone else's experiences. Much like what yeah. we want this podcast to be is just sharing our experiences, except we're just doing it a spoken language versus written language. Okay. Next question. Boom. 72. All right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, this just happens to be another question that we skimmed. We didn't really talk about this one a whole lot this morning. We just skimmed it. So I'm excited to dive into this one. It was literally one of the questions that I made a comment I hope does not get picked. <laughs> because I just don't have a, an adequate act answer to it, I feel like. But... For those listening, the question is, what three items would you take with you on a deserted island? I honestly have no idea. Like, I would probably just die, just give up all hope of living. Oh, jeez. That's pleasant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There's the dark side of me. I told you, dark humor is my favorite. <laughs> but, okay, honestly, number one, if I was stuck on a deserted island... There's no parameters here, so I'm going to take a liberty and say I would bring a girl. Okay. Which, <laughs> just because I like, number one, being around people. I don't like being alone. And number two, 
it's a girl. I'm I'm attracted to girls, so <laughs> hopefully it would be a, a fun, loving, cute girl that I could enjoy my time with. There you go. Number two would probably have to be a board game or a book or something we could do together. A deck of cards. That's what I'm going to go with. I would bring a deck of cards Ooh. because you can literally do anything with a deck of cards. I could pull off magic tricks or just sit there and waste the time with, with the deck of cards. And then last... I would probably bring a photo of my family because I am, as much as I don't like to admit it, a sentimental man. <laughs> I definitely love my family more than words itself. Uh, I love being with them. I love talking about them. And I, I love thinking about them. And being at college, it's kind of hard because we're all spread out. I've got a brother who's an uh, elementary school teacher in Ogden, Utah. My family is still in Star Valley, Wyoming. I have a brother who's an EMT up there. Uh, and so we're just kind of spread out all over the place and we don't get together all together very often. And so just having a picture of them to, to remember them and to think about them and wish them the best while I was on the deserted island, I think would, would be adequate. Um, three items. The first one is I, I know for a fact I'd go insane on a deserted island, so I got to have something to keep me company. I, I'm just thinking more of like a book that like never gets old and the only book I've read in my life that hasn't gotten old again I don't mean to get too religious here but is like the bible or other scriptures or you know those things that I that I have so I'd probably take that strictly because I've read that I don't even know how many times in my life now and it just hasn't gotten old so I'd probably take that one I need to keep saying I definitely would take a picture of my family as well although I'm and now that I say that out loud I'm kind of wondering like that might be a little torture to be like oh Oh, dang. Oh, you know, that might make me lose my mind, but I'd still probably bring it because, you know, they rock and they literally are my everything right now. I love my family. And then the third one is you're right. There were no parameters. So I instantly thought like endless supply of water and food. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm just going to die. Like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> boom, I'm, I'm there. I not only will I be on that desert, I'll be thriving on that island, you know, like, let's go. It's Although I know that's opulence. cheating. So. Y'all can be mad at me. I, I'll take your anger. It's okay. I know that was cheating, but no parameters, so watch me break the system. And uh, hopefully we get stuck on different sides of the same island so I can come over oh, and take you your go. water and food. <laughs> oh, I guess I get water and food is technically two things. So I would do endless Ooh. supply of water, and then I'd just fish for the ah. food. So there we go. Sorry. Now I'm not breaking the rules as much. There we go. <laughs> now you're a little bit more within the line. Yeah. So that was just a brief taste of what we hope this podcast can be and do. And I hope that you had the opportunity to feel a little bit distracted and to feel like this is something you do want to listen to because we hope to to have a broad listening base. Um, thank you for listening if you're actually to this point because that means you've sat through, what is that, 41 minutes <laughs> of random chaos that is the lives of Gubby and Bryant. Totally. But we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And as we move forward, just to kind of give you an idea of what to expect because I'm all about setting expectations and boundaries with people, is we are going to, this will be very similar. We're going to literally just come up with a topic, very random, and we will type into Google good questions to ask about whatever topic. And then if you scroll down on Google, they've got this awesome little thing that like people may also ask. And they've got these awesome little resources that are really just fun questions. And they create some really deep conversation. So as we move forward, it will look very similar to this. So if this chaos just drove you crazy, newsflash, this probably ain't the podcast for you. But guess what? We're going to have so much fun doing it. And it'll be 
it'll be a blast. So we hope to uh, continue to keep you distracted as we move forward. And uh, last thing before we go, we spent probably 20 minutes trying to figure out how to start a podcast. And the first thing we should say, but we didn't spend a single minute thinking about what we should close the podcast with. So we're kind of scrambling on the seat of our pants right now. Oh, absolutely. But I just had an idea that I think I want to close our podcast with each time. Let's hit it. And this is news to Bryant, but... Brand new. We hope to provide a distraction to people, to get them out of the craziness of their lives. Yep. So, what if we end each of our podcasts with a you-can-do-it moment, so that we send them back into the chaos of their lives with a little bit more of a belief that they can do it, and they can tackle whatever challenges are coming their way? Heck yeah. Let's hit it. To end this podcast... Today, we are simply going to say, look how far you've come and what lies ahead of you. You can overcome whatever challenges you have right now in your life at this specific moment. I fully believe that. I know Bryant believes that because he's sitting here shaking his head in agreement. (laughs) But if you just take a moment to reflect on what you've overcome to be in the moment you are right now, that the challenges, the mountains, the obstacles standing in your way are nothing more than what you've already overcome. Use those skills that you've developed and learned from your past experiences and climb those mountains you're climbing right now. So, listener, good luck. Get to it and you can do it. Bye. (laughs) Bye.